0: Hi, you're listening to Spotlight Aïdja, a podcast that shines a light on ideas that matter. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Spotlight IGA. i I'm your host, François Barret, and today I'm very pleased to be joined by Astrid Kohlmeier, who is a lawyer and expert in legal design thinking and legal tech for all kinds of legal businesses. Hello, Astrid, and thank you for joining us.
1: Hello, and thanks so much for the invitation. Today's Spotlight will focus on design thinking
0: and how legal design help lawyers work in their business. Astrid, turning to you, and because it's a topic not everyone is aware of, can you share with us the fundamentals of design thinking and what they bring to the delivery of legal services?
1: Legal design is, as you already mentioned, based on the most important innovation method of our times, which is the design thinking. And design thinking is a method which uh, is used to create all useful and user-centric products and services of our time. Legal design is a combination of design thinking and the law because we as lawyer always have to make sure that we deliver a hundred percent legally waterproof solutions and we can combine it now with this mentioned design thinking method in order to make our content our products and our services better accessible more understandable and transparent and legal design per se is also even more than a innovation method. It is a special mindset um, that you need if you are in the in in the environment of innovation. It is a global movement which started about six years ago in Stanford University and it is now rising um all over the globe and more and more people doing legal design learning legal design and uh, also delivering new products and services created with legal design because this uh, innovation method enables us lawyers and our um, clients to really add something new a new value to create a new value because if you put in the center of your attention the human and you make it accessible for humans then you will deliver other solutions than before. We as lawyers are trained, for example, to deliver always the one perfect solution only. Design thinking, uh, on the contrary, um, leads us through a process where prototyping fast failure and learning from failures is um, a basic rule. And this is why, um, to conclude your question, legal design is a toolkit to create better legal experiences where people can understand legal content better and have a better access to it.
0: Thank you very much. I think it was very clear. Astrid, you've had extensive experience with helping law firms. And other organizations to which introduce legal design in their processes. What are some of the most remarkable success stories our listeners should know about?
1: Mm-hmm. A very tangible example was the one uh, together with Airbus. It was a redesign of a contract. And we had to solve the question how to create user-friendly NDAs. I know that NDAs are probably not the most liked um, contracts that we might think of but it is one of the most important contracts that we have and um, Airbus had the specific problem or challenge to create user-friendly NDAs for their um, businesses they do together with startup companies. On startup companies you don't um, always have an own legal department and startup companies often do not have a lawyer, or probably they have to buy in a lawyer, which costs money. And since Airbus had a vital interest to make business with startup companies, they wanted to create a NDA that is more user-friendly than the one they had before. So what did we do then? We uh, had this whole project kicked off together with an internal team. This internal team at Airbus is called the Contract Innovators Team. And um, they have as a task to find new solutions in the area of contracts. So we kicked off this whole project and uh, started to find out what the problem is, what the assumptions are. And the second step was to go into to a research phase where we wanted to verify those assumptions that we had in the kickoff workshop. And we find out um, how startup companies are dealing with NDAs. That's why we had a deep user research together with all stakeholders that are involved in the NDA process. And we had a couple of interviews with the stakeholders and found out what the real problem was. At the beginning, the internal team of Airbus figured maybe to get rid of NDAs at all um, because of the situation I described before um, on the other hand we found out with the user research that getting rid of NDAs is exactly not the solution startup companies would like. The reason for that is that startup companies are in fear um, if they hand out their IP to a big organization like this global player and it is just very clear that they need a lot of protection. So that was mainly One of the biggest issues we found out through the research. But on the other hand, um, startup companies also said that if they have an NDA, it would be perfect if the NDA is understandable, accessible, and would not request a lawyer's advice on their side. And with this uh, vision in mind, we got into a co creation workshop with the Contract Invaders of Airbus and created first prototypes of NDA. We simplified the language, we visualized some parts of the contract to make it better understandable and we shortened the text immensely. And with those ideas and prototypes, we went into a test phase together with real users and got feedback on the prototypes that we developed and from that feedback we learned and iterated our idea and that is exactly the way how we work in legal design that you fast um, build prototypes based on the insights you have throughout our research and then you go into testing and iterate it.
0: Astrid, you've mentioned your website.
1: If you want to know how the final NDA looks like, go to my website astridkohlmeier.de and you can see the final example that is being used now in the organization of Airbus.
0: It's no secret that the legal industry is rapidly transforming and in today's environment more than ever. It has become clear that new and more effective approaches to strategy, growth and innovation such as design thinking, must be found. What's your advice for lawyers looking for to boost their profile and business by using design thinking? Any tips or best practice?
1: My advice for lawyers um, who are not trained in legal design and uh, how they start start is to, first of all, be aware of innovation as a topic in your organization and what it means to you. So it's really gathering to, together and find like-minded people in your organization that are also on the track of innovation and um, for example you can organize a first meeting with people who work in innovation with you um, and if you don't have an innovation division looks of so far then uh, Take a look for colleagues that thinking in the way you do, make a survey in your organization and try to find out who it is interested to join, form a group and invite a legal designer that gives you a first intro to a workshop. Try to enable yourself in reading everything you can find about legal design and to uh, make first baby steps. Um, it is uh, uh, really interesting to start to change the perspective towards the people that you are developing solutions for. So what you can do with your clients is ask, for example, your clients what uh, they um, expect you to deliver, uh, if they are satisfied with your service or not, and to really um, start listening to your clients or stakeholders in your organization, uh, in order to find out, out what their pain points are in an existing process or also in a certain document or whatever. So, really try to find out where the pain points are and um, reflect on the pain points together with a team, best case, or you do it by yourself. And then come up with a new solution, Mm. uh, new ideas, make it as creative as possible, and then go back to your real users and use it and uh, test it and um, try to get real feedback. And if you have feedback then um, you could um, iterate your own solution, whether it is a digital solution, whether it's a content solution, whether it is a service or communication solution, everything that you and your workplace is surrounded by, you can remodel or um, initiate um, on the basis of legal design.
0: Thank you so much, Astrid. As a takeaway, I think you've well pointed out that legal design changes the way lawyers communicate their services with their clients, delivering new ideas, more creativity, and more importantly, a human-centric process that helps to better serve clients. As you may know, I want members to bring back immediate follow-up content home. What resources would you recommend to our listeners to know more about legal design thinking?
1: I got asked uh, that uh, question uh, very frequently and it is not so much information around. I myself are working on a book, as I said. But uh, in the meanwhile, you could also uh, go for the website lawbydesign.com. Uh, this is an online illustrated book by Margaret Hagen. She's one of the, the leading legal designers worldwide from Stanford D-School.
0: Astrid, I can't thank you enough.
1: Thank you so much again for um, inviting me and I'm looking forward to every meeting that we then have in person someday.
0: It was very interesting to have you with us. I know I learned a lot of things today and I hope everyone did. In the next episode, we will have an extensive chat with our guests, Jan Pecoraro from Portolano Cavallo and Niels Kraus from DLA Piper about AI technology in law. Is it replacing lawyers? Let's find out in the next episode. You have listened to Spotlight Aja, a podcast produced by Aisha for young lawyers across the globe. Don't miss the next episode.